Hi, my name is Dr. Richard Mills, and you are listening to Talk Sex with Dick. Today I have a very special guest with me, Allison Joy Phillips. Hi, Allison. Hi, Dr. Dick. Dr. Dick. We are excited to have her here. And But before we go into the programming of what we are talking about, I want to tell you a little bit about Allison. She teaches yoga and meditation here. We are at the Iris Kaplan Center on the 11th floor. And if you... If you go into the Iris Kaplan Center, one of the things you'll know is that we have a yoga studio, and it is called Vessel, and you'll oftentimes see Allison there doing her thing. Um, so we they do, like, cool music nights and all kinds of stuff. Maybe I'll have Michael on to talk about, you know... But we are on the 11th floor at the Iris Kaplan Center on the corner of 11 and 30th. Um, and so we're excited. And so she does trainings, retreats. So if you need to learn, she does vasana yoga. I was Vinyasa uh, and vin- restorative. Vinyasa. That's why I didn't yes. make it all the way through that. I mean, it was like every <laughs> Wednesday and I loved it, but it was... Yeah, I, uh, it was great. It, I learned so much about yoga in the time that I was there. But she she's a co-founder of the Vessel Academy. And uh, she does meditation. And she does uh, Ayurvedic. Am I saying that right? Ayurvedic astrology. So if you need your stars connected, she will connect your stars stars so those planets aligned baby when they are aligned Astoria no that's a Aquarius because I live in Astoria (laughs) it feels so good so yeah so she teaches privately and offers um some continuing education for yoga teachers so if you are wanting to learn how to expand your yoga practice and you need some CEUs, feel free to contact Allison. She really does some great work. Her and her hottie toddy, hottie, her husband, hottie toddy. If you go up on her website at www.allison, that's two L's, A-L-L-I-S-O-N, joyphillips.com. Again, that's www. Is that two L's? Two L's in Allison Mm -hmm. and two L's in Phillips. Sure. And you can see her sexy husband, Todd, up on there. Um, Or you can follow her up on Instagram at Allison Joy Yoga. And we can... We can, you can just follow her, and she does all these cool poses, and we love her. And, uh, but we're not here to talk about yoga today. No, we are not. We are not. We are here to talk about this thing called circumcision to cut or not to cut. And so, a little background about this about this episode is that you know Allison you were Allison is with child people as she sits here on the floor we are in my office she is sitting on the floor how many months are you I'm just about five months oh my god yeah yeah and you can really it's baby you got a baby bump my Buddha belly what are you gonna name the baby my husband and I want to name him Richard Cristiano. Cristiano, I yes. love that. Isn't it beautiful? That's so nice. You know, if when you know, I always think like I name my animals. That we I have Al and Bob, but if I ever have kids again, I'm gonna name the girl Charlie. Ooh, I, I love, love that, that name for a girl. So. I do love a girl name that is also could be a boy. So there's like that element. Well, we of live mystery. in a world that, you know, we want them to get that job, right? That's true, yeah. Mm-hmm. 
So this is exciting. So you're 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 you are with child. Mm-hmm. She's like the mother Mary with child roaming through the streets of New York City. I do City. have my mother Mary. Oh, she does have her mother connection. Connection. So one of the things and so just a give everybody a little bit of precursor you know we were sitting in the group room and it's lovely you guys like just to come in it feels like you're in kind of how would you explain that a fishbowl of sunlight fishbowl of sunlight those paintings in the room love them in there perched high atop my the city office, but i love them if you well i like the monotone like sure. very neutral sure you've got going on in that's here. the it's way it, but it wouldn't fit and then pop of color sure i love that yeah. i bought that off of a guy on the subway oh my god it's great this kid is gonna blow up it really reminds me of a basket Basquiat. Basquiat. Yes. Mm-hmm. yes, I see mm-hmm. it. I love all and that. I love the blue. Sure. Yeah. And he wanted me to, I saw him and I said to him, how much for that painting? And he goes, um, $800. And I said, I'll give you 200 And he said, sold. So wow, great. I think it, no, I think I gave him like almost $300 for it. And it. It Just is on a the cabinet door. Yeah, he was in Times Square. Ah. And and I love it. I, I think I that's absolutely a great love it. sale to make in the subway. I know. Yeah. He's, you know. He's you both trying. won. Sure. So this kid is like, he's, I don't even know who he is, but I know that his work is going to be worth something one day. But I love it. And it's What's a piece of my office. Uh, I forget. I, it's a number. I'll... Oh, look, it's on the back of it, and it's heavy, so... You'll have to tell your listeners. But anywho, we were sitting in the group room, and Allison, it came out, you know, women oftentimes keep the pregnancy secret. It's like, we're not well, telling anybody, and I was just well, sitting there... Well, it was there right around I, 12 weeks, so it was sort sir. of time when you come public. 12 weeks, one yeah. trimester. Exactly. Mm, yeah. That's so exciting. That's sort of the general rule. Sure. So just the, that's generally if the baby's made it, you know, the fetus has made exactly. it. Exactly. So then we, and it's going to make it. We're so excited, yes. Cristiano. I'm so excited to go to that baby shower. Okay. Okay. Um, and if you would like to send her a little love, you just do that on Instagram. But one of the things that we were talking about was the concept of, I said, do you know what you're having? Did you know what you were we having? We didn't know at that didn't point. Didn't know. No. And then she, beforehand, we had this conversation about circumcision. Right. We and were, we were we, talking I was about like, it. It was weighing so heavily boy, on my mind. So, And then we just are now talking about it. <sighs> I am, we, okay, so for the folks back home, there, if you are circumcised, you are considered non-intact. If you are intact, right, that means that you are not circumcised. Exactly, and I really love that I've learned that as I've been diving in, because our concept, the default, is Uh really like... Circumcised to many people is the strange thing sure. to be. I said to my partner today, I said, We're gonna talk about your penis. Wow. He's an un- he is an intact man. So I love that. So the intact word is kind of like He's oh, it seems more normal to sure. be intact. Right? Sure. You know, one of the things that I do, I often ask my clients when they're dealing with like erectile dysfunction, uh, rapid ejaculation is, is, are they, are they intact or are they circumcised? Because oftentimes, um, there's a sensitivity issue and, you know, as I was doing more, so can I give you a little precursor story? So I used to date this guy and he was circumcised and then he started to try to grow his foreskin back. Really? Yeah, like 
if you go online, there's a whole community of people that are trying to regain their foreskin. Wow. And so, like, it's like they put weights on the head of their skin to stretch it. But I don't know how effective that is. Wow. But I wonder, so I did, I just want to do a little bit of the research and I looked for statistics on um, individuals who, um, who circumcised versus you know, not circumcising and intact. Yeah. So let's just, um, percentage. I can't find a percentage of individuals. I think it's something like overall it's half and half in the United States. No, it's higher. It's in the 80% of people who are circumcised. Well, according to Wikipedia. So, I actually was, the reason why I started thinking about this sure. seriously is I was reading this great book. I think you'll love it. It's uh-huh. called Sex at Dawn by Christopher Ryan and Casilda Jetha, J-E-T-H-A. Mm-hmm. And so this book is all about the evolution of human sexuality. Sure. And there's a piece in the book, the section is actually called Kellogg's Guide to Child Abuse. And it talks oh about Dr. John Harvey Kellogg, who is the founder We're of Kellogg's educa- Cereal. See, when you're pregnant and you start, it's not, you don't need to just worry about your baby having a cold. It's, we don't even think of it. But we like go in and we just are like, let's cut on the penis. Exactly. And so what Mm -hmm. I read in this book Mm -hmm. was that it was actually came very popular because one of these doctors, John Harvey Kellogg, Mm -hmm. was an anti-masturbation activist. And it was like a fever in the United States. People were just masturbating away? No. (laughs) Like... (laughs) People, parents were worried that masturbation was the reason why society would degrade. And if their children had any sort of sexual expression, they were worried. And so certain doctors created this frenzy around you need to stop your children from masturbating or having any sexual expression it when they were like let's let's start it when they're young and so they won't masturbate circumcision was an antidote basically to cure your child of being a terrible sexual being well they used to say like every time you masturbated you killed a kitten oh my god honey if i had a kitten died every time. There would be a lot of dead kittens. There would be a lot here. of. We would not need to be a kitten massacre. They would just all be gone. Because, <laughs> honey, when I was, when I came to the age of masturbation, I was masturbating like a like a banshee. Exactly, and it's normal. It's a it's normal so part normal. of our human development, right? So the fact that I read this and. It basically says that this is really why circumcision became so popular. That and the migration from home birth to hospital birth. There was just all these unnecessary medical procedures that are not only done on children, but also on mothers having babies. So I want to read some statistics about, and then we're going to get back into this. And even though this is Wikipedia, I feel like this is pretty accurate. People check it. So So, yeah, like when I'm on the Tori Amos page, the (laughs) Wikipedia, I I edit it. Like I go in and edit it. Like she is a Are you a huge fan? I'm a huge fan amazing she is like the queen and better than beyonce even though lemonade was like a really good album well um, Tori Amos is a little bit more vintage sure. right she's original she's original kind of pre-beyonce sure age. she put like she gave beyonce child, her freedom even. okay like music freedom. maybe around the same time as destiny's child i don't know 90? no she was like in, earlier like, yeah 
So so it's not really a fair comparison. And do not take my comment as being she gave her her free. It is not. She gave her her ability to be the woman she is today because she led the way. She was a trailblazer. She was. Like all those girls. Like I want to do an episode on women in the mu- like 90s music. Yes. And how that relates to sexuality. My girl was Fiona Apple. Me too. Oh my goodness. I've seen Fiona Apple. I saw her once in Indianapolis. I saw her once Mm. here and two times in Indy. It was pretty good. But we're going to get back. That's not why we're here. So the stats stats. are says that um, the prevalence of circumcision in males who have been circumcised, it says it ranges widely from country to country. Mm-hmm. So it says virtually 0% in, in Honduras, Japan, 3.8% in the UK, 7% in Spain, South Africa, and then there's in the United States, it's 82.5% of men are circumcised. And we see things like Muslim and also Jewish, right? Because they kind of derive from the same line. Um, they're circumcised as well. The, I'm, this is according to the World Health Organization. Oh, okay. And so the thing is, is that right? So let's get let's get back. So you found this information about. So we started having this conversation. You probably weren't even thinking about it before. I think I just brought it up as something sure. because I had this book and had like, planted the seed in my mind. Are you not going to circumcise? Yeah. Are you going to like? What are you going to do? And I think I was just I. Well, I know how I feel. I as a yogi, I mean, the first concept of yoga is non-violence, non-harming. Sure. Ahimsa means to avoid harming any living being at all costs. So. To me, an unnecessary medical procedure just based on kind of myth and misunderstanding seems so irresponsible as a parent to put your child through that sure. level of trauma. And I, well, and I also read something as I, I woke up at like five o'clock in the morning and I was like, I'm just going to do a little like circumcision research. And I also heard that in places like Africa, They've tried to use it as a way to prevent uh, the spread of STIs and also, like, specifically HIV. It's used as, like, a method. I don't know whether that's correct or not. But what's interesting is that places like Africa have the highest HIV rates Mm. because they don't use condoms. Mm. And it's believed, like, condoms is a... I don't think it's linked. I don't think having a foreskin is linked to increased risk of STIs, HIV. The only thing is that because you're removing an actual part of the penis, it prevents that part of the penis from getting something like cancer. So if you were to get penile cancer in the foreskin you don't have that risk if you don't have a foreskin. Sure. But how often is that happening? Exactly. Exactly. I mean, the majority, it's, you know, not that I'm like a slut, but, you know, back in the day when I was sleeping around, the majority of the men that I had encountered sexually were circumcised. I, me too. I don't, I can't really think of that many intact penises that I've come into contact with. So we're, for the folks back home, we're using proper language and (laughs) tact means that your penis still has the foreskin. Yes. I mean, I feel like it's more of a, so I think when we had talked about it in in the room, in the goldfish room, is that we were talking about, and I equated it to female genital mutilation. Oh, yeah. And that was another thing that this Dr. Kellogg recommended with carbolic acid. Sure. You know, to put acid on the clitoris to avoid young women from touching themselves, basically. And that's completely eradicated. But, you know, in the U.S., at least, there's not any female genital mutilation going on publicly. So it just seems strange that for a little boy, it's fine to cut his 
genitalia, but for a female, it's sure. totally not. And the foreskin actually has a function. Sure. It has a protective function, and an intact penis actually has a different... It, it stays lubricated at the tip, right? It's not sure. so dry and kind of weathered as sure. like a My penis is weathered. So let's talk about <laughs> choice, right? So it would be like, and I'm not saying like men that have, that are circumcised, um, that they do not have sensitivity on their penis. But I do believe it decreases sensitivity. Honestly, it has to, because if the tip of the penis is constantly rubbing against clothing, fabric, and, you know, the intact penis is constantly covered and protected. Yeah, it's like a little, it's like a little, it's like a sunflower, right? You're, it's like, it's protecting, or what are, it's like an orchid, it opens up. Reveals a jewel. Reveals the jewel. Yes. But now there are guys who are intact and they've had to have surgery because it's painful really as adults yes i think there and i think there is um i mean actually someone me that their child decided to circumcise later in life sure and todd talks about this a lot there's apparently someone toddy her husband love him Mm -hmm. Tall drink of water. He is very tall. Um, he talks about. How tall about, is he? He's like six three. Yeah, yeah. He's, you can tell. He's a you full foot taller his, than like, me. You come up to yeah, probably, yeah. <laughs> his nipple height. Yes, <laughs> very hot. He's Hottie a tally. soccer coach. He's an athlete. He's a soccer dad. Mm. Oh yeah, this little boy is going to be a soccer legacy. That's for sure. Totally. Oh We're naming Cristiano after Cristiano Ronaldo. Oh, nice. That, so we went through a full out. list of Todd's greatest athletes of all time, and that was the one. And those were the name. You know, he gave me these names as options, and that was the one I was okay with. And maybe like he identifies <laughs> as like non-binary, and he true. And you and know, we've a, actually so a been doing education for the folks back home. Non-binary is where you don't really identify, kind of. In male or female, but rather more like androgynous within your gender. And so. Well, I loved what Charlotte mm, said when she. Charlotte Ryan, when she was on your show, that gender is a spectrum. Yeah. It has. Charlotte Ryan said gender is a spectrum, and male and female are Uh sort of the extreme ends of that spectrum and how we label people, right? But. Mm Now we're learning collectively that there's a whole sort of range I mean, of expression within that, so which much. is so beautiful. Mm-hmm. And hu- my husband and I were watching this documentary called The Nine Months That Made You. Mm-hmm. It's a PBS doc. I think we found it on Netflix or sure. Amazon Prime. I don't know. Um but it was so beautiful to watch that because it talked so much about the genetic growth of the fetus and how these different things have to happen. And it's all like a miraculous chain of events. And then there were so many examples of children who were born and labeled one gender, but then transitioned to another or sort of made their own, you know, Way, which is it's just beautiful, I think, to be open as a parent and understand that it doesn't really matter what you want. This is a life that is going to sure. do its own thing, and you sort of have to bear witness and accept and support. And sure, and well, I think Christiano circumcision is, is part of that. I think if you mm-hmm. know, it's I don't shouldn't make that decision for him. Mm-hmm. It's something that. Sure, but Could. the name can be shortened, like Christy. True. So, Christy, or I really am loving Yano. <laughs> My mother laughs Yano. at me when I say that, but I kind of like, He'll it sounds like, like a rock five, star. Yeah. <laughs> Yano. We'll think of a stage name for him. His stage name. But I think the thing that's important is, you know, this whole concept of, 
you know, there's so much negative emphasis put on um, gen like um, genital mutilation, right? Um, and now, like, more doctors are becoming aware of children that are intersexed, and like this whole concept of like, I had a friend, she um, was intersexed. They did a sex change operation, and she was so. It was like she didn't know whether she identified as male or female, and some days she identified as he, him, his, but they didn't have them, they, theirs back then. I think if that would have been, but that's a whole other topic, but this whole concept of like, should parents automatically will put the hands of their babies in to the medical profession, we trust them. Yeah, I think a lot of people mm-hmm. give their power away. Yeah. Sure. Especially in the context of birth. Sure, and I don't know if this is folklore, and but I could see this happening. Somebody had told this story, and you know how stories turn into stories. But th- I heard that there was a, you know, within Jewish culture, they circumcise days after the um, they have the brisk. Breast, yeah. Mm-hmm. And there was this priest who had herpes on his... He had a cold sore and kissed the penis. The baby was, like, what? had... like Yeah, it was, like, a huge thing, right? Oh so just watch out what is happening if you do a breast. Now, there are maybe some religious reasons... I totally understand that. Sure. We're not a religious household in any way. Sure. So, but the majority you know, of people that are getting this done are not like hardcore I don't think Jew so. Muslim. I mean, I guess I don't know. Again, I don't know the percentages, but um, I think most of it is just this is what we do. And this is it's sure. a lot of people mistakenly cite cleanliness and, you know, hygiene as a reason. And from the research I've done, it doesn't seem that big of a deal to really care for an intact penis. It's not something I think is it's going like, to pull it back and put some <laughs> soap on. Well, actually, you don't even forcibly retract sure. the foreskin for many years. Of you know, sure. every once in a while, I I don't really don't think you're not you're supposed to at all, really. And you know who has really good information about mm-hmm. it is Intact America. Sure, um, great resource if I you're had sent interested her on to a learn rabbit about trail. that. Yes. IntactAmerica.org. Oh, I sent him a reading list. Yeah, it was like all these websites. (laughs) And I was like, I'm familiar with some of these, um, you know, with some of those. Because my friend, the person I used to date, they were like trying to get their foreskin reclaimed. Amazing. I I didn't realize that was something that people do, but I can understand why. Um, But Mm -hmm. yeah, you know, as a woman, I have have three sisters. Mm Mm-hmm. Um, so I had no, I had no awareness of, <laughs> you know, sure. male anatomy growing sure. up or how to take care of a boy. A so when I found out I was having a boy, my mom, I said to my mom, it's a boy. And she said, oh my God, what are we going to do? Cause she has all girls. Right. Sure. So we were kind of like, okay, we're going to have to figure this out. And you know, part of the conversation with my husband is that he is circumcised mm-hmm. and it will be strange to have a child who's not circumcised. It's also going to be a learning experience for him. Sure. I just think like the whole concept of circumcision is so we don't have to have, like, the, we don't talk about the penis. Nobody talks about the penis. So, what I see in my practice is I will ask guys when they're coming in how they masturbate. I, it's so weird. I know so much about like how they masturbate, mm-hmm. how they ejaculate, like how like all these things that pro- it they is told weird because me. I don't. You know, I feel like I'm a pretty open person, sure. but I don't talk about masturbation with well, people. Well, I do because that's yeah. what the business <laughs> that I'm in, and you know, oftentimes I will say. 
what feels pleasurable to you. So I'll say, do you like your nipples touched? Do you like your, you know, to touch your butt? And the, do you like to play with your anus? And it's just like, we, I can do that. And it's like, yes, right? It does not mean you're gay if you're, like, stimulating your anus. So Mm -hmm. for the folks back home, a little education. In your anus for men, there's a thing called a prostate. And if you stimulate that prostate, if you want to have an orgasm where your ears are ringing... Milk the prostate, baby. Milk that prostate. And there are prostate milkers. And it's actually very healthy, you know, to stimulate your prostate. And, there and it are does prostate not milkers? Is this a th- device or a stimulators. service? Yes, and they're wonderful. Mm. And, and, like, it can just bring a whole new meaning to your sexual practices. Amazing. It does not mean that you are gay, right? And I have guys that are straight, and they'll say that they'll explore that, but some some are not, you know, they don't want to explore that, which is totally fine. Um but the thing is, is like... Well, that's so good that you have those conversations sure. with people. Because people are so repressed. And people make these rules. I mean, a lot of my practice this year has really centered around looking at the rules that I've made for myself. The boundaries that I've put around mm-hmm. myself. And just what questioning where did this come from? Why, mm-hmm. did, why did I make this decision that this way is right and this way is wrong? Mm-hmm. And so I think when it comes to sex, that's a huge thing. It's like we just, oh, if I go near the butthole, then I must be gay. And it's totally strange that people even make that connection. Todd's butthole. It's a part of your body. It is. So we don't, uh, so I will say this, and I know it's going to sound very generalist. Like it, it sounds very much like I'm making a... Um, kind of a generalization but like women really have conversations like they have like kind of this tribe of people when the period happens and when your breasts grow in lots some of women, women. Yeah. some women are more private sure, sure. but for, yes definitely for me i especially in the past few years when actually did a women's period, retreat though. where we talked about our cycles and sure we started doing things like keeping a moon journal to mm-hmm. track the cycle and tracking those cycles oh, with the yeah. moon. It was really the helpful. Waves of the ocean. So helpful, especially trying to get pregnant. I used that. I was so thankful so that I had become so pregnant. intimate with my cycle. Oh yeah. We were trying for a long time. It felt like. So ladies, if you are trying to get pregnant and you need some, don't want to get woo woo, but if you need some advice on the moon cycle, Ladies, you just go and you contact Allison because she will give you some, some, some TLC. I and some do have a lot of. I I actually just wrote a blog post about my conscious conception journey because it was sure. such a an odyssey for us, and I sure. I really didn't want to go the route of invasive or hormonal treatments to get myself pregnant i i'm very natural sure um i know one of your other guests leo yes he's my acupuncturist and i actually say i think leo was one of the major keys to getting me pregnant because his acupuncture is just so great on the show i recorded him Uh, we are gonna have him he is an angel and he is so knowledgeable Mm -hmm. yeah so I yeah, it was a journey. I did so many life changes. I like was very mindful of what I was eating, what I was uh-huh. doing to my body, what I was thinking, mm-hmm. and that. And then you had sex. We had a lot of sex. So, so yes. when you were doing, I know we're getting away. That was from the like, funnest part. So the I didn't want it to be stressful. I wanted like, to I enjoy need to have that. Orgasm <laughs> in this process. <laughs> so um, you. So was Todd like you're like. The moon is rising. We need to like. We need to. I wasn't do this. very. I I didn't do that to him where I gave him a schedule. Uh-huh. You know, because like I said, I wanted it to be enjoyable. I didn't sure. want to transform our our conception sure. experience into something that mm-hmm. was like, oh look, now's the time. We gotta go. I just kind of was more, you know, mm-hmm. 
consistent. <laughs> we love consistency. <laughs> Practice makes perfect. So, you know, one of the things is, is that, you know, it's so you're making a decision not to circumcise. I am pretty clear that I do not want to circumcise. Yeah. And so I've had to have tough conversations with my husband about it. Todd, and he's you will be listening to this because she will play it for you. <laughs> my body, my choice. I mean, it really is. Like, if your child makes a decision later in life that they want to they do want to circumcise, then that can be something that's a choice that they make. It's totally available. Um, I think it's a lot of pain, but sure. it's not, I don't think it's more pain because you've grown up. I think it's just as much pain that you inflict on a newborn baby. Sure. And I've right? never, so, I mean, it would be interesting to look at symptoms of ED and are, is there a correlation with, you know, being intact. The, or, yeah. No. Yeah. I mean, it's the thing is, is that it's really an issue of consent. So the baby is not consenting. True. Totally agree. To have their body operated on. Now, I'm not saying that we should give children the consent for things like vaccines and things that we know that have a medical related. Right, a public health sure. purpose, uh, yeah, medically necessary procedures and things like that. You totally do that. Like For I do me, not get the flu shot. I yeah, I don't. I don't really do anything that's and not I don't ever get sick. Necessary. All these people like they entrust into the medical, but I would go get like I did have all my vaccines. I, yes, I'm vaccinated. Sure. I don't, I've, I've, that's another question a lot of people told me, you know, take a look at the vaccine list. And for me, I mean, I looked at the list and I think the issue is just maybe you don't want to give the vaccine so early sure. because something like hepatitis, really, why would your child contract an STI sure. or drug related illness? Sure. You know, that seems like a strange newborn vaccine, but. Yeah, uh, did they do they do hepatitis vaccines? That's one that is now, yeah, something they do as soon as the baby's born. If you elect to do that, I think it's optional. Um, right, I think to like a certain another point, thing is, is like HPV vaccines. I think right? at some point, if you want to send your child to public school in New York, now there's necessary vaccinations they have to have sure, in order we don't to want attend kids school. Polio, but I even think like things that I would be an advocate of is girls getting their HPV vaccines, and even boys getting their HPV vaccines. That was one that I got later in life, and sure. it was optional for me as a young woman. Um, but it's saved you from contracting. I don't HPV. have HPV. No, I don't have any. I know lots of women. STI. I used to think that HPV was an IUD. <laughs> I have a whole story about that, but I think it's important, like. You know, as children grow up to be, it's about teaching them consent and to say, we're not doing this to you. There's no medically related benefit of doing this. It's Definitely. And I'm a huge advocate of consent. I mean, I don't even eat animals or their products because I don't feel like we, I don't feel like okay. we have proper consent over any living being, sure. right? We shouldn't. I mean, personally, I don't choose to put my dominion over others, right? In any way. Exactly. So f to me, cutting my child's genitals is seems crazy. Sure. And I'm not saying people who do it are crazy. Just it's my, my philosophy of life, really, and of treating others how I want to be treated with full sovereignty and freedom. And Yeah. And I mean, it really respect. is there. Why do we go into this thing? Because I think that one, most people do not know how to have conversations about sex with kids. And we equate the penis to sex. In reality, it's more like 
science. Should, science. Anatomy. Like, okay, let's, let's, um, you know, we're not, if you want to get circumcised, we're going to allow you to make the choice, right? Yeah, same thing I feel about religion. Mm-hmm. You know, my parents never forced any of their religious beliefs sure. on me. They waited, you know, they let me have my own exploration and sure. come to my own conclusions about what makes sense. And sure. I think it's the same about yeah, your body. We need, to give, you know? we need to, I think it's really teaching, like, when it, so the thing is, is like your child, Christiano, Christiano says, why does daddy's penis look different than mine? And we'll yeah. say, well, this is about consent. Right. Thank and you. we yes. are a consenting family. And daddy's mom and dad, they weren't practicing consent. <laughs> so it's your penis, your choice. I agree. My penis, my choice. <laughs> and yeah, and that's definitely, I think that's one of the major concerns for people. Why, you know, or the reason they choose circumcision is because daddy's circumcised. And so if that's the only reason to do a medically invasive procedure and harmful, painful sure. thing to a child, for me, it's just that sort of uncomfortable conversation mm-hmm. that we're have to navigate as a family and there would be a great okay i'm copywriting this right now so called some people are turtles and some people are snakes perfect perfect kids book yes right and so oh my goodness you can read this the is book a, this is a great topic to write a children's book if there's an book illustrator on. out there who would be willing to partner with me about this again some people are turtles and some people are snakes i will buy that book for my son it's and like teach him that way there's the the notebook which is really really good i'm mm-hmm. gonna get that for you and everybody the, poops that was everybody our, poops our is greatest a real hits. good one yeah um like when kids get to be toddlers they say no 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 right mm-hmm. and this book is about this kid who constantly says no but he eventually gets left out in the rain with no raincoat because he didn't he said no but it also teaches consent right it's about giving agency because kids know what's up yes agency thank you that's one of my favorite words when my friend one of my very close close friends was making a decision about doing circumcision with her son she decided not to circumcise Mm-hmm. Because it was this thing about like, well, this, uh, we're not going to circumcise. But then it got into questions. He has a little sister, and he says, "Why does she not have a penis?" Mm-hmm. And she had the conversation, like, you know, she doesn't have a penis because she's a girl, right. but she could one day have a penis if she chooses. And that's a conversation about gender. It's Yeah, there's so many facets. And that's what I've learned on this odyssey of becoming a mother, birthing myself as a mother. I'm just, I just realize what an, a huge undertaking uh-huh. it is to teach a child every single thing and sure. not put your judgments, beliefs, karma sure. onto them. You know, when we're working with kids, I don't specifically work with kids. I do know about kids is like we let them ask the questions we give them enough information until they ask for more Mm. right so it may be like we practice consent in our household we we say I'm going to be like we're not if you want to have a penis that looks like daddy's penis then you'll be able to make that decision later on in life but right now that's your choice and it's okay to be a turtle mm. it's okay to be a snake i wish Both that i would have uh, turtles and snakes are beautiful yeah there's nothing like a big no discrimination no we do i do not we accept all, all some penises are bigger than others some penises 
they're rounder than others. Some penises, you know, there's some a are straight, some there are is curved. A, a variety, a variety of penises. But I do wish, I think, as I go into this discussion, even thinking about my own experience, like I'm, and I'm not intact, and I wish that my parents would have given me that option. But I think that we just—it's not even a thought, like when you're getting a circumcision done or having an operation, you're taking away consent and it's unnecessary. There's been situations where doctors have been performing um, circumcisions and they've cut off the penis. There are cases where actually, yeah, and even the baby and it's can so small then. have I a mean, very terrible, you know, it can result in death knife. if it's done improperly. Sure. Uh, you know, so for me, taking an unnecessary risk is also something that troubles me. Sure. So why we're just gonna, why do it at all? Why do it at all? Let's let these little, you know, some people are bears, some people are are cubs, some people are otters, some people are penguins. I'm a I'm a penguin. Like I'm that. developing this new identity. And as I'm, am I yeah we're like we're we change and threshold. let us make our decisions so Allison it has been an absolute pleasure having you on very pleasurable the show thank you so can I just share a few other resources sure yes we love a resource like so we're not out. just using Wikipedia so there's a great article on a website called evidence based birth so evidencebasedbirth.com and the article is called evidence and ethics on circumcision so that is a very detailed dense article if you want to dive in and mm-hmm. and learn and if you don't want to read it you can tap it select all and press the speak and it speak the article for you. Oh my gosh, thank you. I do that all the time when I see an article that I want to read and I'm like do Turn it into a podcast. You can just turn it into your own you could have your own podcast program. I love that. In your living room. Another really great resource is a podcast I've been listening to called Birthful Mm -hmm. with Adriana Losado. And mm-hmm. so episode, I think it's 54, is called Circumcision with Adrian Carmack, who is a doctor. And, she and has they are sons. not a sponsor. Just we None are, of these are sponsors. None We're of just these. Sharing. We are just sharing. But if they would like to be a sponsor, head on over. You head on over and we will talk sex with Dick. We will talk sex and talk about this episode and include you but we've already said them who else and then just two more um i mentioned before intactamerica.org mm-hmm. and there's another one called nocirc.org which is the national organization of circumcision information resource centers yeah it's a big decision yeah so if you're you know if you want to investigate if you're having a baby and this is something that you want to learn a little bit more about those are some of the recommendations i have for you and we're not hating on people who just circumcise but we're saying before you we love all penises we love all penises turtles and snakes snakes and squirrels and polar bears and polar bears like cubbies what cubbies we love them all and and that's the great thing is that we're all diverse but it also starts teaching diversity at a very young age yeah just inform yourself go into your decisions with consciousness don't just accept because that's the way it's always been done sure and i think that's the problem is that we've given the medical profession we just say to them, here you go, mm-hmm. and these are. I'm going to allow you to make a choice for me. It's And again, I am not a doctor, but I'm a person who has been circumcised against my will. Mm-hmm. I mean, think about that. Like, it's against my will. And so this has been a really fun, fun conversation thank you so much for inviting yes. me yes if you want to connect with allison uh you go to www.allison that's with two l's joy phillips with two l's 
Instagram.com or you can connect with her on Instagram at Allison with two L's I S O N Y J O Y O G A. So it's Allison Joy Yoga, Joy and Yoga share the same Y. Yes, I'm so excited. <laughs> so next week, I'm going to be answering a stream of questions. And if you have a question or follow up to something that we did not cover in this episode and you would like me, I mean, it is a slew of questions and I can only get to about three or four per episode. But if you are, you know, have a question, a burning question that you would like to ask me, feel free to send me a message and connect with me on my new website, www.lakelaikerisingtherapy.com. Again, that's lakerisingtherapy.com. Or you can connect with me on Instagram at lakerisingtherapy. My name is Dr. Richard Mills, and thank you for all the listeners around the world and in the community and the universe. Maybe somebody from Mars is listening. Definitely. Maybe an astronaut. Thank you for all the work. And I'm not, I would like to interview an astronaut and ask them about sex and space. If you're an astronaut, and you would like to talk about sex. I don't think they're supposed to be having sex with their crewmates, but like what happens and how wild. They should investigate. Sure. They're scientists. If the, so there's this thing about like people going to live on Mars. Mm-hmm. Have you heard about that? I've heard the moon. I didn't, I haven't. Yeah. And it's their Mars whatever, seems- but they're going to have to account for space sex. Totally. I'm so excited. So maybe I'll have somebody from, if you are working with NASA, I would love of this conversation. Yes. So, or somebody that's been in the Mile High Club, I am more than excited. And anything that has to do with the air and having a sexual experience, that would be fun. So again... My name is Dr. Richard Mills, and you've been listening to Talk Sex with Dick. And until next time, thank you for tuning in. Please take care of yourself and those around you. Have a good day. Bye.